0: Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellett. Stocks sank Friday. The euro climbed to its highest level against the dollar since January 2015. Investors are assessing an investigation into President Trump that may stall his economic agenda. S&P down a point to end the week at 2472. It was an up week. Stocks a little changed before the week. The S&P 500 index did advance five tenths of one percent. The Dow down 31, a drop there of two tenths of one percent. Nasdaq down two points, also a little change, down less than one tenth of one percent. The ten-year up six thirty seconds. The yield there two point two four percent. Gold up 9.20 the ounce to 12.54 up seven tenths of one percent and crude oil West Texas intermediate fell 2.7 percent to 45.65 the barrel. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg business flash. All
1: right, Charlie. Thank you so much. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit sectorspdrs.com or call 1-866-Sector ETF. You are listening to Bloomberg Radio. This is your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini. You know the housing shortage, the inventory problem we often talk about. Well, housing expert and Yale economist Robert Schiller says homeowners tend to like it that way. People who already own houses have an interest in restricting availability of land for new houses. And Schiller says there are a lot of reasons why homeowners have a vested interest in limiting inventory. This will, first of all, make their neighborhood More crowded, maybe, and they don't like that but it will also lower the value of their houses. Now, people who are there tend to be associated with the city and the community, and they resist uh, regulations that would allow new housing in. So we have a tendency toward shortage of housing. The National Association of Realtors says in May, inventory was more than 8% lower than a year ago. Builders cite high land prices and a labor shortage. And that's your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini.
0: You're listening to Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson on Bloomberg Radio.
1: I think in order to do this story justice, I'm going to have to eventually go on the road. Until then, let's bring in, uh, Stephen King. He is founder and owner of The Lauren. It's based in Bermuda. He is in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. Your hotel, The Lauren, actually opened on my birthday this year.
2: Oh, amazing.
1: I don't know what that means. I'm just saying. That's
2: quite a birthday present then.
1: Yes, indeed. Not yet. Um, tell me about The Lauren.
2: Uh, It was a very exciting project to do. I first went out to Bermuda about five or six years ago. I really knew very little about the island, like so many people. In fact, I've heard many people say, I make a joke, Quite frequently, that invariably, if you talk about Bermuda, people say, uh, "Oh yeah, my parents went there 30 years ago, or I went there 30 years ago, or the Atlantis is a great hotel, which is actually in the Bahamas." Correct. So that you know, it's it's kind of the Bermuda fell into the Bermuda Triangle, but it's an incredible, beautiful island, uh, really manicured, very wealthy, very safe population, an hour and a half off of. Uh, uh, off of New York and well-serviced by the East Coast. And I, I, I went there, uh, it, but it's, its hotel stock had sort of been a bit in decline over years, and I thought, I think there's a tremendous opportunity to put a, a luxury hotel here.
1: First new hotel in Bermuda in 45 years? Uh, they
2: say 45 years, but really there have been a couple of other developments, and there are some quite nice hotels out there, and, and there have been some refurbs, like the Hamilton Princess in town and, and the Tucker's Point is about to be done as well. So there are places to go, and the whole place is really gorgeous. But you're right. A uh, purpose-built, brand-new, modern-style uh, boutique hotel was what I wanted to be- build that really took advantage of the views and really serviced that sort of, you know, 30 to 60 affluent, high-net-worth uh, community.
1: I, I have to say, you know, going to your website and just looking at the pictures, it's actually – it's absolutely stunning. Um I feel like there's a lot of competition, even for the high-end traveler at this point. What do you do, though, to distinguish yourself? You've got a spa. You've got some other things, I mean, going on. What do you have to do, though?
2: Well, I I, I think a lot of the concept behind this hotel, and this hopefully is the first of many that I could build over the next 20 years of my life or so, um, uh, is really that – that group that I described, 30 to 60, you know, affluent, they kind of know what they want. They know what they expect. You know, not always traveling is a, you know, a great thing. They'd rather be at home. You know, so you they need to have a reliable, really high-quality, easy-to-use, always-work service um, that's beautiful and that you just you feel that you've got the right sort of space and views and music and sound, you know, and smells and food and everything for you. You come from
1: a financial background.
2: I do, yeah. I came from banking and hedge funds.
1: What what was it like kind of going from that to this?
2: Well, you know, I I was around technology. Risk in both. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That is definitely true. But, you know, what was great, I used to be in a business where there was a lot of technology, there was a lot of documents. And so, you know, you could get to the end of it, and it was very transactional. You get to the end of the transaction and you see these, you know, tomes of documents or whatever, and you feel very excited you built something. But there's nothing like seeing bricks and mortar come out of the ground. It really is different when you stand there after three years or so watching something built, and you're like, "Wow, I I thought that up a long time ago, and here it is."
1: What else? How, where else do you want to expand to?
2: Um, you know, what we were looking for were places like... Boom, and uh, Bermuda's pretty interesting because it, you know it does have this business community Absolutely. that goes in and out there all of the time, not just tourism, and it has a permanent. Uh, middle class that's there that wants to go to good restaurants, that wants to go out. So it has its own ambience. So I was really looking for other cities and places like that. So ironically, rather than it just being islands, I don't think it's going to be Anguilla or Antigua or or something or other. Anguilla's
1: like my fave.
2: Anguilla is great, I have to (laughs) say. But... um, uh, you know, it could actually be Austin or Montreal or a place like that that has some of the same things: an affluent community that likes uh, good restaurants, good hotels, good so and so. But both tourism and uh, and business.
1: That's really interesting. I mean, because you you know obviously come from a business background, you've got to think about you know the potential for profit, right? And so on. So the. Popping yourself into kind of a really live and vital city, that could be terrific.
2: Yeah, without necessarily chasing New York, Miami, London, etc. Right. Which, in sometimes, you know, you can look at some of the the economics of the projects that get built in those places and wonder how on earth they did it. But it is true, you know, what you say is, you know, it's funny, a lot of people will say to me, you know, Stephen, you must be so, because I am really proud of how the hotel came out, it is fair to say, I think it's gorgeous, I am very It is gorgeous. But, you know, people say, you must be really, really pleased at how good looking this is, and I say, yeah, I will be, but I'll tell you, I need the spreadsheet to look good looking as well.
1: Right, right, there's that pressure, it's not an easy industry. It isn't. What surprised you? Um, that you weren't kind of prepared for? You obviously knew knew what you were doing in your last career, if you will, but what weren't you prepared for? Uh,
2: I think that sometimes, you know, I, I guess I was a little bit surprised and almost disappointed that, you know, you move away from something like banking and hedge funds and into something that feels very creative, like architecture and, and hotels and so and so. Um, in some ways, after you get through that design phase of the first six months or so, it turns back to exactly the same thing. You're still beating people up to still get work. them on, on time on budget, you know, how do we get there? It's the same job. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's been great. And it's been great to see, you know, really a group of people come together in a place like Bermuda because there was a lot. They, they wanted this to be a success. How
1: would you fund it?
2: Um, it's a combination of debt and equity, a small group of investors, including myself, and, uh, and uh, Bank Butterfield in Bermuda. So it was great.
1: What's the demand been so far?
2: Uh, you know what? We couldn't. Y- you always want to do better and better and better. But I have to say we opened in February. And, uh, we're already at our target occupancy at about 70%, for, uh, 70% occupancy for the last couple of months, wow. uh, 100% of the weekends. But, you, you know, and, and the restaurants are going great. So it really has landed well. But I, we did have the thrust that, you know, Bermuda just hosted this, uh, international uh, boat racing competition, the America's, America's Cup. Cup for a month. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, there's a big focus on pushing the ease of access to Bermuda along the East Coast. It's an hour and a half's flight outside the city. There's no Zika. There's lots of sailing. There's lots of diving. There's, There's lots no of stuff. Zika. There's no your Zika. marketing. There you go. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what are they called? Baby mooners. We have quite a lot of baby mooners turn up there at the moment as a result of it. But yeah, I mean, we really couldn't have you know, it's, you, you never want to say we've nailed it, especially since I'm still very long hotel for a very long time. But, yeah, it's turned out okay. I was
1: a baby mooner on Anguilla. I'm just oh, an okay. Um Stephen King, uh, let's know how things are going.
2: Fascinating. Oh, well, thank you very much.
1: Stephen King, he's founder and owner of The Lorne, based in Bermuda, in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. Next time around, we're coming to you.
2: I will, we're happy to host you.
1: Just saying. Our thanks to Paul Brennan, our producer, and Chris Tracomi, our technical director.
2: This is
0: Bloomberg.